Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Eden Shimoda. Eden is a wife, mother, and associate pastor at Springs Church, Calgary. She shares from the word in a relatable way, always speaking the truth in love. As you listen in, it'll be like hearing timely wisdom from a lifelong friend. And now, Eden will share how what you focus on shapes the way you see challenges in your life. Let's dive into the message. Hey church, my name is Eden Shimoda. I'm one of the pastors here at Springs Church. I'm excited to get into the word with you today. Let's pray before we start. God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you have given us everything for life. God, that with you we can conquer any storm, any problem we face. God, that you give us victory, that you give us solutions and answers. I thank you that today let your words be my words. I thank you that you bless this time together that we have, and may we be built up in our faith together. In Jesus' name, if you agree with me, say an amen wherever you are. It is so good to have this time with you, to be speaking to you, encouraging you. You know, I am a mom. I love being a mom. I've got two kiddos so far and one of my kids, Oscar, he is a toddler. And as you know, they are busy and he has grown so much over the summer. One of the things he loves to do is go to the playground. And we were at the playground recently and he's gotten just that much taller. You know, every time we go to a playground, there's stuff that he can reach or do, and there's some stuff he can't do at all, but he always wants to try. And so he was trying a new part of this playground where he was climbing up some bars that go really high to get him to the slide. And he was climbing, you know, his arms would grab the bars and then his feet would have to go next. And I'm alongside of him and I'm underneath him. He's getting higher than, I guess he's getting higher than six feet. And, and you know, sometimes he would get a little bit nervous and he'd look at, at how high he was and his foot would maybe slip or he'd go to grab something and his, his hand would be a little bit shaky and he'd get really fearful all of a sudden. He'd go, mom, mom, help, I, I can't do it. And, and I'd be there right alongside of him. You got it, bud. And I'd be showing him what to do. Okay, grab this bar with your hand and, and move your foot here. And I noticed that whenever he would get his focus on his surroundings, on his body, on maybe his foot slipping or him trying to do something that he felt he just couldn't do, he would get fearful, he would get worried. But whenever he would turn his attention to me and I'd say, Oscar, you can do it, come on bud, and I'd guide him through and I'd show him how to do it, he would have such confidence in his abilities. He would trust my voice, trust my leading, and he would do it. And it was incredible, it happened a couple times, not just once, and then okay, I know I can do it. Every time he tried, there might be a little bit of a slip and I'd notice when he would get his eyes off of my guidance, of my leading, of my assurance, um, he'd begin to waver. And it got me thinking about Christians today and how God has, has given us a way to be led and guided by him. But yet how quickly we can get our eyes fixed on what's in front of us, on the troubles, on maybe where we've slipped up, on where we feel like we need help. And I just can't do it. I need help. Help me here. You know, and God's always there helping us. But we have been given so much through God. You know, if you're a believer today and you're following Jesus, 
No, you've been given life. You have everything you need. And yet we live in this physical world. You know, the Bible says we are in this world, but we're not of it. But let's be real. We are living in this world, in a body, walking around. We've got things that we're looking at. And when we get our eyes off of God and his guidance, his leading, we can begin to stumble. We can begin to, to worry, to doubt, to second guess ourselves. And it can be very dangerous if we allow ourselves to stay there. You know, 2 Corinthians says, we don't look at the troubles that we can see right now with our eyes. We fix our gaze on things that can't be seen. For the things we see now, they're gonna be gone. They're temporary. They're gonna fade away, you know, but the things we can't see, will last forever. I've got good news for us today. We choose where we fix our gaze. We choose how we build our life and in, in what we put our trust in. Do I put my trust in myself, in my body, in what I can see, or do I put my trust, my full reliance, do I set my gaze on God, on things that last forever? Why would I put my trust, my confidence in something that's gonna fade away, that's gonna die eventually, that's gonna be temporary when I was made to, be, um, to set my gaze, my focus on things that are eternal, things that can't be seen. And it's, isn't it interesting that the moment Oscar, my son, would get his eyes set on the temporary things, the, the playground, his, his body, him not being able to climb, he would get instantly worried. I saw it. I saw fear creep in. Oh, I'm going to fall. And what if I can't do it? But the moment he set his focus on my voice, on my guidance, on my leading, um, he would just have this confidence, this assurance that he could do it. And I love seeing that. You know, I want to raise my kids. I love that they trust me because I love them and I want what's best for them. But we raise our kids teaching them and telling them every day, God loves you, Oscar. You can do all things through Jesus. You know, I used that moment and I said, Oscar, say, I can do it. And he repeated me and he's only two and a half. Our kids are watching us and, and being led by us, but ultimately I want to lead my kids to follow Jesus, to put his trust, his hope in his savior, in God. I want to teach um, them to focus on what is eternal. And that's what this message is about today. I want to help guide us through this because this one moment with my son opened up my eyes to a whole new thing for me where I'm at. And I hope it'll encourage you today. You know, we see it in the Bible when the disciples were on a boat and there was this crazy storm and out in the distance they saw a figure on the water walking towards them and they didn't know what it was at first and they were freaked out. They'd never seen somebody walking on the water. Turns out it was Jesus. And Peter yells to Jesus. He says, if it really is you, tell me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and started to walk on the water towards Jesus. But this is what Matthew 14 says. It says, when Peter saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. And he yelled, save me, Lord. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And this is what Jesus said. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? You know, I guarantee you, before Peter got out of the boat, he saw the wind and the waves. They were in the middle of a storm. So he saw them. But what happened when he stepped out of the boat, his gaze, his eyes, his focus was on Jesus. But when he stepped into the water and he felt that wind whip across his body and the water splashing at him and he changed his focus to things that were temporary, the water, the, the wind, the crazy lightning and thunder, I'm sure, um, he began to sink. And it says he was terrified. 
You know, where there is fear, there is always terror. And that's not from God. Maybe you're in a situation today where you're like Peter. You're on the water and you're yelling, God, save me, help me. And your eyes are on the storm, the winds, the wave. Hey, we all have stuff that we go through. We have times like that where we fix our gaze in the wrong place. But I'm here to say God has already saved you. If there's one thing I want you to remember today from our time together, it's that you already have all the help that you will ever need. I want to say that again, and if you want to say it with me, say it with me. I already have all the help I will ever need. God has already saved us. Isn't that interesting? Jesus' first thing, so little faith to Peter. Why do you doubt me? I don't want to doubt my Savior. I want to put my full faith and confidence and trust in my Savior because I have all the help I need. What do I mean by that? You know, isn't it interesting that when Adam and Eve made the decision that they knew best, they did what God cautioned them not to, they had free will. We have free will to choose how we live our lives. They, their spirits were separated from God's spirit. And God put in the plan of the motion, the plan in motion was Jesus, right? Bring the Messiah. And for thousands of years, people waited. They prophesied. They encouraged each other. Messiah's coming. He's coming. He's going he's gonna to free us. He's going to save us. Jesus shows up on the scene. He's ministering with his disciples. He's been there for only three years with them before he goes back to the Father. And he's saying to them, I'm reading from John 14 to 17, and I want to encourage you this week, spend some time in the Word reading chapters John 14 to 17. A lot of this comes from there. But picture this, the disciples have spent these three incredible years with Jesus. They've seen him raise the dead to life. They've seen him cast demons out of people. They've seen him heal a blind man by spitting in mud and shoving it in his eyes. They've seen him teach people in a way that has caused people to think so differently about life, about their neighbor, about love, about acceptance, about forgiveness. And then Jesus says to them, so I'm, I'm leaving you soon. What? We've just waited thousands of years for you to come. You're the Messiah. You're the Savior. You can't leave us. Could you imagine the Savior of the world? But this is what we need to get today. Jesus begins to tell them about a gift that he's sending them, a gift that you and I have today as believers. And he says, when I go, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to send you Holy Spirit. He's going to be your helper your advocate, your counselor, your supporter, your advisor, your comforter. Jesus is beginning to explain to them who Holy Spirit is, what this gift is that he's sending them. Jesus said that Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you into all truth. And the Bible is very clear that the enemy is about lies and deception and stealing and killing and destroying. But God's Spirit leads you into all truth that he will live in every believer. Holy Spirit lives in every believer and he will be with you forever. What does that mean? When we break down God's word, when we think about it and meditate on it and chew God's word, that means I'm never alone. You're never alone. God's spirit is always with you. I heard this story recently about this father and their son and he and his son were out in the wilderness exploring and, and the dad looks down at his son and he goes, son, do you know how to get home? And the boy is young and he's like, no, I don't know which way to get back home. And okay, could you point me to which way to get back to the car? And the boy's like, nope, I don't know where the car is. And the dad looks down at the son and he goes, well, I guess you're lost. And the boy looks up at his dad and he goes, I'm not lost. I'm with you. 
And I just was like, wow. If every believer could get such confidence that I am never alone, that's the enemy trying to make you feel isolated and alone. When we set our eyes on the physical, those are the lies that we believe. When we set our eyes on what's right in front of us, the troubles around us, the things that pass away, it's easy to get, to get filled with doubt, like Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? You will be filled with doubt and terror and fear the more you set your eyes on the physical, on what's right in front of you, on the trouble ahead of you. But when you place your gaze on Jesus, when you know I am a spirit, I live out of my spirit, Holy Spirit is with me and he will be with me forever, there is such a foundation there. And so let's keep going. Jesus says, Holy Spirit's going to teach you everything. Holy Spirit's going to teach you everything and remind you of everything that I have said. Well, how do you know what Jesus says? You, you read it in his word. That's why it's so important that you spend time in the word, spend time in the Bible. Now, I can tell you so many times Christians have said, well, like, where do I start? And I don't really know what to read first. And like, sometimes I just read so much and then I don't really know what I've read. And it's excuses, excuses, excuses. Their eyes are set on the physical in front of them when there is so much power in just one verse of the Bible. If I could encourage you, wherever you're at in your devotion, quiet time with God, make sure every day you're reading the word, you're eating the word, you're meditating on it. Whether it's one verse, whether it's a chapter, whether it's a story, whether it's a Proverbs a day, as some of us like to do, um, the word is life and it's power. And as you read Jesus's words, as you learn it, the Holy Spirit is there to remind you. So when you walk into a trouble, when you walk into a storm, it says, don't fix your eyes there. Fix your eyes on the spirit, on who God made you to be. Holy Spirit's going to be right there to remind you that you are more than a conqueror. The greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. These are all scripture I'm quoting to you right now, of ones that I've meditated on over the years, ones that I still meditate on today. That's the power of Holy Spirit. He's going to teach you. But I'm going to ask you something. Are you teachable? Are you teachable, right? Like we can get so sometimes caught up in what we think we know and how good we are in a certain area of our lives that we actually become really hard to teach. And Holy Spirit needs that soft, teachable heart that says, you know what, God? You know better, you know greater, and you are for my best. And I always wanna to come to you with an open heart, a teachable spirit. Let Holy Spirit teach you everything, it says. Like what you hear? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers. You'll get to listen to Dr. David Jeremiah, Leon Fontaine, Dr. Charles Stanley, James Levesque, and so many more. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. Now, let's get back to the message. This is kind of a shocking statement that Jesus makes next in John. Remember chapters 14 to 17? I really want to encourage you to read those. He said, if I don't go, if I don't go to be with the Father, Holy Spirit can't even come. So here's the thing. I just think this is so cool. Jesus is saying, it's better for you if I go. And why is that? Because Jesus took on the form of a man. Jesus couldn't be in all places at once. But who can be? Holy Spirit. God's spirit is omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's within every believer. And Jesus, he had finished his work. He says that right in John. 
when I finish my work, when I die on this cross, when I rise again, when I defeat death, when I get the victory for you, when you believe on me, I need to be seated at the right hand of the Father because my work is done. And as the Bible says, as he is, as Jesus is in this world, a victor of death, <laughs> so are we. We have everything that Jesus bought and paid for when we believe on him. And so Jesus said, it's better that I go to be with God because you're going to want Holy Spirit. I think we should pay attention when Jesus, our Savior, says, like, guys, you got to let me go because, like, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit is amazing is basically what Jesus was saying in maybe my, my vernacular. But um, he said the Holy Spirit was going to convict the world of sin, let the world know, hey, the God of this world, Satan, Gosh, sin is just going to lead you to death, right? Holy Spirit's going to help convict the world that sin is not going to take you anywhere you want to go. Then he's going to convince the world of God's righteousness. When you're a believer, Holy Spirit is going to convince you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am in right standing with Father God because I believe on Jesus. I see myself in what he's done. I know that there's nothing I could ever do to earn it. The only way I got it is because I say, yes, I believe on Jesus. I accept that gift. And because of that, Holy Spirit is going to remind me, convince me of this. It's very clear in his word that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God the daughters of God. God speaks to us through his spirit. So what are you allowing to lead you today? Are you allowing the news to lead you? Are you allowing your children to lead you wherever they want to go, whatever they want to do? Are you allowing what the doctor says, what your um, psychologist says, what the, I don't know, for those of you maybe who are into tarot cards or psychics, maybe you haven't found Jesus yet and you've been led by many different things. No, God wants to lead you in the most incredible personal way you could ever be led in your life is by your Father God. When you invite Jesus into your life, that most amazing relationship, God wants to lead you by his spirit. Proverbs says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So often you'll hear people say, I just got this gut feeling. I just, I didn't have peace about this one direction. So I just feel like God was telling me to go this way. God will always guide you into truth. He'll lead you with peace. He is not a God of terror or fear. And I want to finish off with reminding us what the word says about his spirit, that we have not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Fear is not from God. Power is. This spirit is a spirit of power. It says he gives life to our mortal bodies. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. It gives life to your mortal body. It says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So bondage, captivity is not from God. It's from the enemy. There's freedom where God's spirit is. So all of these things I'm listing right now, they are yours. They are what comes out of God's spirit living in you as a believer. It says our outward man, our body, we all know this, is perishing day by day. One day you and I are going to pass away. We're going to go to heaven, but our body is going to fade to the ground. It says our spirit, though, is being renewed day by day. How cool. Our body might be slowly perishing, um, but our spirit is being renewed every single day. It says that God reveals to us through his spirit all the good things that he has prepared for us. God is a God of good things for us. We can know the thoughts and feelings of God through his spirit. We can speak in a heavenly language. We can pray to God through his spirit. It's a beautiful thing. And the last one I want to land on today, the spirit bears witness with our spirit 
that we are children of God. Who are you? You are a child of God. Who are you really? Are you this body? Are you the spirit? No, we discovered today we are spirit first. We need to, as believers, like never before, live from our spirit, not from the flesh, to be spirit conscious every single day. And the more we realize this, the more we fix our gaze on things that are eternal, not temporary, the more it'll become easy day by day to live out of that spirit strength. Let me tell you, when you put your faith in God, when you let him teach you and guide you and you get your eyes off of this world, off of what's physical, off of what's screaming at you, and you slow down and you say, God, what do you want to teach me today? This is who I am. And you read the word and you find out who you are. The enemy can't trip you up as fast as he'd like to because you are a child of God. And I want that to just dive deep into you today. Jesus said, greater things will you do. And there's nothing more that God needs to do for you. He has done everything for you. Receive that gift. Receive the gift that Jesus left for you. Holy Spirit, his peace. If you haven't given your life to Jesus today, I wanna to encourage you, take that step. Just invite him in. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my life right now. I believe what you've done for me. I believe you died, you rose again. I want to change my ways. I want to follow you. That's all it takes. And God comes into your life and he transforms you. But each and every day, you and I have a choice. We have free will. We get to choose where we fix our gaze. We get to choose whether we're going to live out of the flesh or whether we're going to stay strong in the spirit and live from this courageous, amazing, never-ending supply of the spirit. Jesus said it was rivers of living water that would come out of our spirit. That is something to be excited about. That is something to wake up every morning and go, okay, God, what have you got for me? I am your child. Greater are you and me than anything that's in the world. You know, I'm going to end off with 2 Timothy 1. It says, through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. You need to be on guard, right? Like my silly analogy of Satan not being able to convince Superman that he's not Superman, that's easy for us to be like, well, duh, he's Superman. We need to take a step back and get a perspective on our life. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. So I need to guard this precious truth. The enemy doesn't want me to believe fully what's mine and what I can do because as I begin to believe, as I begin to walk into my authority and become all that God has made me to be, I will do even greater things than what Jesus did. And so watch out, Satan, because that's what we're doing today. As believers, you and I are choosing to rise up. I hope that's what you're doing on the other end. I mean, I've preached myself happy and I've, I've preached myself in a way that this is something I needed to hear. And so I just hope it's something that's going to reach out to you and take that step of faith and live from your spirit and guard that truth because it's yours to keep. No one can take it from you, but will you give it away? Will you give the enemy opportunity to convince you, to lie, to deceive you, to steal, kill, and destroy? Jesus said, I've come to give you life, but the enemy, he's going to try to steal, kill, and destroy. Doesn't mean he will, people. Doesn't mean the enemy will steal and kill and destroy from you, but will you give him opportunity? I want to encourage you today as we close, stay fixed. Stay, stay fixed on Jesus. Don't allow yourself to look at the winds, the waves, the troubles, but know who you are in Christ. Know that Jesus left you the most precious gift ever, and that's Holy Spirit. 
And God's going to lead you and guide you into all truth through his spirit. And you will rise up in victory. You're going to rise up in ways today and this week as you act on what I've shared today that is just going to go, my goodness, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to keep my gaze fixed. Second Corinthians says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no um, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for you who love him. God has prepared magnificent things for us, his kids. And I want to leave that with you. There is hope. There is such confidence that we have as we place our trust in God and in his spirit and all that he has for us. Amen? Amen. I'd love to pray for you as we close. God, I just thank you that as I've spoken your word, your word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So wait, so may we daily begin to hear your word. May we develop habits each and every day of staying in your word, not giving the enemy opportunity by fixing our eyes on what's physical, on what's temporary. God, but I pray today that each and every one of us would begin to live with that spirit focus, our eyes fixed, on your spirit, fixed on all the promises, the principles in your word that are for us. God, that as we live out your word, God, that your spirit will guide us into all truth, that we will see breakthrough and miracles and strength rise up in our homes, in our finances, in our jobs. God, where in our mind, in our body, Lord, your spirit will work um, in incredible ways. And we just thank you that our faith has been built up today and that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. We believe that together today in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you believe that, say amen with me. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can watch more Miracle Channel features with Eden Shimoda on Corco Plus. Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of TV shows, movies, and ministry programs. Let me tell you about the Christian Living section. Every week, we take your favorite speakers, categorize messages by topic, and create empowering teaching playlists. You could watch a playlist on healing, peace, or prayer, for example, and hear hand-picked messages from speakers teaching on that topic. In one playlist, you could hear from Joyce Meyer, Andrew Womack, Joel Osteen, and so on. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's corco.com. There's no better place to find topic-based teaching than Corco Plus. It's Miracle Channel and more. We hope you were inspired by today's message. Be blessed.